We would be honored if you would join us. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we have returned from a place of awesomeness and excitement because we've got a great topic we're going to talk about. One where you might uh, have a shield. One where you might have some fancy tech. Another where you might swing from rooftop to rooftop on webs. Others where it just might not make any sense because these characters we just don't understand. <laughs> what we're talking about is Marvel Phase 4. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds just as bad as it tastes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Daniel. Good, the good news is that Daniel is able to conceal his opinion to the last possible second. <laughs> to the last second. It's, Anyways, it's um, yes, we're going to talk about Marvel May, Phase 4. For uh, Matthew is going to lead this discussion because he's got thoughts uh, of where this discussion should go. So uh, I'm going to hand it over to Matthew. But first, before we do that, we're going to talk about a few geek news items, and then we'll jump into the discussion. It's geek news. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I'll, I'm gonna do mine first because I'm super excited about this. So for those of you out there that don't know what Pluto TV is, Pluto TV is free it's it's a streaming service but provides free tv um, and it's like live there is no like pausing there it just goes it's like old school television yes where there are commercials and everything uh my kids were watching and they're like can you pause it i'm like nope. no no you can't you gotta, you gotta hold it you gotta time it and you gotta be fast yeah uh, it does have its own commercials but it's just like old school tv you have channels and everything um, but the cool thing is, is they just released a Transformers channel. It is Transformers what? cartoon 24-7. <gasps> I have been watching so happily. It's like old school Gen 1. It's got Beastmasters. It's got, our, you know, the, the Transformers Armada and Cybertron. It's got the newer cartoons like uh, Transformers Prime and the, the Bumblebee ones. Yeah. It's great. Wow. So it has a mixture of old school Transformers and the newer generation. So anyone that is can. awesome. It sounds like something that I would love to watch, except I'll bet you there's more than can meet my eyes. Yes. Oh my yes. Gosh. Yes. It's not uh, even the end of the show. I know. <laughs> I know. However, however, you know, uh, this Pluto TV offers more than just Transformers. You know, if you want to watch MacGyver 24-7, you can. You can watch Richard Dean really? Anderson MacGyver it up. That was my question is, I'm like, is it is it original MacGyver or is yeah. it MacGyver light? Yeah, it, it's it's Richard Dean Anderson. Good. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, Pluto TV is worth watching. Uh, I I stumbled upon it and I watch it now even more intently because now I can get my daily fix of Transformers. But you cannot pause it. You cannot. And somewhere out there, Alton doesn't care. Yeah. Well, hey. There, there are Beastmasters, and he does care. He about likes Beast Wars. Wars. He does like Beast Wars. That's yeah, true. Or Beast Wars, not Beastmaster. That's a totally. I knew what you movie. meant. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I also have a couple pieces of geek news. Nothing, you know, uh, n not too many pieces, but uh, so PlayStation. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but I'm a PlayStation fan. Uh, I don't, I don't routinely hate on any of the of the other platforms. I just really love PlayStation, and PlayStation. This month, the month of June, they released their new 
system for their PS Plus membership, which includes three different tiers of membership. The first tier is what we've been doing with PS Plus for years, where you get to play in multiplayer settings and you have cloud saves and uh, you get a few free games every month. Uh, the, the They have two other tiers, the extra tier, which allows you access to a catalog of a couple hundred titles, few hundred, it's, it's either two or 300 titles. I think it's like 200 titles. And oh, PlayStation, you're so extra. Right? Uh, well, and Xbox is like, well, we did it first with Game Pass. And that is absolutely true. This is PlayStation's answer to Xbox's Game Pass, where you could download games simply because you were a member, not because you'd purchased the game. And I decided that I was going to try the extra tier. There is a premium tier, which has all of the things that are in the extra tier. Plus, they have a catalog of classic games, like from PSP, PS Vita, PS2, PS1, PS3. They have like a backlog of classic games that you can stream cloud-wise, or you could download them directly. Uh, those features are safe for premium, but I went with extra just to try it out. And I got to tell you, I'm only a few days into it, but I've already found like 10 games that I want to try, that I want to play, that I have full access to, that I otherwise would not have purchased for some time, if ever. And I'm extremely excited about it. So that's really cool. The price difference, you guys can go look up the prices, but just to let you know, the price difference between the normal membership, which is 60 bucks, and extra is another 40 bucks. So it's 100 bucks a year, but it's 100 bucks a year where you get three free games a month, you get your cloud saves, all the basic stuff, and you get access to a couple hundred games that you might not own. So very cool stuff. I'm trying it out. I will tell you more what I think about it as time goes on. The next piece of geek news, and I can't tell if I'm excited by this or if it's like, well, it's about time. But uh, Microsoft has announced that they are dropping all support for Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer is dead to Microsoft. It's been dead to everyone else for a long time. But it's dead to Microsoft. Anyway, that is Geek News. All righty. Yay! It is time for Marvel. Phase four. I'll hand it over to Matthew. <laughs> if I could do a decent impression of the theme song, just, you know, imagine you're seeing the, the letters and comic book pages flipping. Uh, all right. So Marvel, phase four. Uh, we're actually about halfway through this. And since Marvel has taken their their tv shows and brought them back under the umbrella of mcu uh we've actually got two different paths to follow here we have the phase four movie release calendar uh as well as the tv series now many of you i'm sure are aware that marvel studios did produce some tv series for net when it was on netflix they also had stuff on hulu and uh free i think the cloak and dagger was on freeform and yeah. in those series they allowed the mcu movies to affect the storyline but nothing that happened in the tv series was accepted as canon in the movies so it was kind of a one-way uh effect it's kind of like uh, Agents of shield yeah, yeah, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of went a little back and forth, but basically MCU, Kevin Feige got to pick and choose um, which uh, events from the TV series were going to actually affect the movies. 
Uh, this is one of the reasons that people were so excited when Mr. Matt Murdock shows up in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home because it, it's 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 kind of showing that well maybe some of the things that happen in these TV shows might actually have some relevance uh, in the movies. And out of all the TV series, let's be honest, Daredevil probably was the best one. It was and- phenomenal. All right, so for those of you um, who uh, are, are needing to follow the program, um, Phase 4 began, technically, with the Black Widow movie. Uh, and that was during COVID. It was released. It was postponed. It was simultaneously theaters and streaming. There was a whole bunch of stuff that made that difficult um, to get out there. And then the story left some people feeling a little flat, although the characters that they introduced, um, I think a lot of people really liked. Black Widow, oh. too, her, her younger sister. I mean, oh. everybody thinks she's absolutely adorable. Oh, my I gosh. Right? I honestly, that I, I really like Black Widow. And I think the reason for that is the sister. There's a lot of wonderful one-liners and a lot of things that was just perfect with her. You know, like, you're such a poser, you know? Why why do you always have to pose? You know, and then there's the one scene where, you know, they they finally capture their father. and She has the whole, you know, conversation where they just rip, you know, make it so they can't have babies. and, and, And I, and, I, I later learned that that was completely ad-libbed by, by the actress and they kept it in, um, which is just amazing. Um, but it, I think that's what really helped make that movie is the weird, odd dynamic that that family had. Um, otherwise, it just it, it didn't have a lot going for it. Yeah, the Black Widow movie, I, I saw it once and I, I felt the same way. It, it fell flat for me. Not as flat as another one that's in this list coming oh, up yeah. soon, but um, but it fell flat. However, I will say the second time I watched it, because I was showing it to my kids, I realized that there were elements of it that I liked more than I thought I did, or yeah. I appreciated it more the second time. And I absolutely agree that Florence Pugh and David Harbour carried that film. I mean, I, I love Scar Jo. I love her to pee. She is, to Black Widow, what... Uh, RDJ is to Tony Stark what Hugh Jackman is to Wolverine she is Black Widow and nobody else can be Black Widow when they introduce Florence Pugh as Yelena she has to be Yelena she can't be Black Widow right mm-hmm. nobody else can so here's what I want to do um, just so you guys are aware kind of where we're heading with this episode um, I want to just do kind of real quick a few comments and takes on the movies that have come out so far then we're going to switch over we're going to do the TV series that have come out so far then go back and do the movies that are coming up for the rest of the phase and then the same thing with the TV series sure. so real quick the next movie that came up uh, came out after Black Widow was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings mm-hmm. what did you think of that Mr. Krebs I loved it. I thought Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings, that was an IP that I was I had zero familiarity with. But um, as it came into the light and as more of it was exposed, and then I got to see it in theaters, I thought it was excellently well executed as a film. As a film by itself, great movie, really enjoyed it. Um, I think I might even like it better than I like Black Panther. In fact, I wow. do. I do like it better than Black Panther. Wow. Daniel. Uh, honestly, I think Shang-Chi was probably the strongest so far in the phase four. Um, they did not try to whitewash it. It was an Asian film and they did a great job with it. Uh, I like their 
take on the Mandarin and how that character came into play as well as uh, the, the Ten Rings and how that kind of connected everything previously, especially down to the, the original Iron Man movie. Um, I like how they brought uh, Ben Kingsley's character back Trevor. in. Oh, Trevor. Trevor. Um, oh, I love it. Oscar-winning Ben Kingsley. Yes, it, it was a good, solid kung fu movie, too, which I really appreciated. Aquafina did a fantastic, hilarious job uh playing the sidekick in that film i i will never not see her as female danny devito yeah i i, I know um but it was strong i think it was really well written it was well executed and when i saw that i had hopes for phase four because we you know we weren't gonna have iron man and captain america mm-hmm. but that's pretty much where my hope ended Oh, Matthew, take us forward so we can talk about this next thing. <laughs> well, I want to get my, my uh, yeah, take yeah. on Shang-Chi. Uh, I, I agree. I loved the movie. I actually loved the movie more than the original material. This yes. is one of, for me, this is one of those rare movies where the adaptation is better than the original material. Now, some of the Shang-Chi comic books, it was a blatant ripoff of Bruce Lee. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, uh, and I'm talking about, I think it was it was Brian Michael Bendis involved in this, but it was the Avengers World Story Arc. At that point, Shang-Chi actually becomes a character instead of a stereotype. Yes. Uh, and he actually is very interesting, and he has a unique role to play in this grand epic story arc that they that they have. Uh, and I won't go into that here. Um, there's plenty of videos out there on YouTube if you want to get a quick synopsis of Avengers World, but it helps to lead directly into uh, the Secret Wars of the 21st century um, uh, series. The one thing that I did not like about the movie was Aquafina. I cannot stand her voice, her humor. I j- just doesn't resonate with me. And every time that she would open her mouth or tell a joke, for me, the movie kind of just hit a sour note at that point. And then to get, get back to Shang-Chi and all the stuff that he does, because I think he's totally awesome. He's great. Uh, yeah, the bus sequence in Shang-Chi oh. is to Shang-Chi oh my gosh. what the Vader sequence is to Rogue One. Oh, yes. The yeah. best. The best. Okay. So then we now, come if to this only next speed had been that way with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> if that had been the speed. Matrix in the city bus. Gotcha. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then the next movie that came out was Eternals. Eternals. <laughs> Daniel, tell us oh. about your love for Eternals. <laughs> Let's put it this way: it is the only Marvel movie I do not own. <laughs> it had potential. They had a great cast. The film was not interesting. The story was not interesting. It was very contradicting. Um, as a comic book fan myself, uh, the main plot line made no sense. You know, they're, they're there to stop deviants. And, you know, you know, you know, someone says, well, why don't you interfere and stop Thanos? Well, we can't because we're only here to stop deviants. But... Thanos has deviant blood. I mean, he's Thanos half... is a deviant. Yeah, he's a deviant and yet, I mean, that's like that. Well, you screwed up there. I, I don't. Again, I feel like whoever did this movie didn't do their research. It, it wasn't well written, in my opinion. 
It was very confusing for audiences, and I think the scoring shows that. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Krebs? Uh, I felt very much the same way. For me, the film was a very surface experience, and I had no emotional ties to anything. Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel anything for any of them for a long enough period of time to care. There was a point in the film, especially, I think it was like an hour, hour and 15, hour and a half into the film. I kind of just wanted to leave. I, I didn't care enough. And I finished the movie so that I would, so I could say that I had seen all of it. And of course they left a hook in their first sequel. And I'm like, and my response was audibly out loud in the theater. Please don't. (laughs) For, for me, I think this was a misstep. Uh, for Marvel. This does not measure up to the greatness of a lot of the other movies. But Marvel uh, Marvel Studios uh, made some mistakes with this one. It could have it, it could have been a good movie, but here's the problem. You have a you have a number of characters that are not well known. None of these characters are Spider-Man. That's right. Uh, a lot of this comes from the Jack Kirby era of Marvel, which was very cosmic and it was groundbreaking comic art. A lot of the comics we have today is because Jack Kirby did things like the Eternals. Mm-hmm. But even throughout the Marvel uh, universe, um, the Eternals would pop in and would pop out. They never really had a long run of their own. They were supporting characters to somebody else's story. They were the Thanos that is a major overpowered character that drives the normal everyday heroes stories. Yeah. Uh, And it was, you know, and and that was cool and everything. And they were pretty interesting characters. Um, All these different ways they would just, you know, show up every now and then. It was always kind of a treat, an Easter egg. So you're taking these characters that people don't know, and they did this before with Guardians of the Galaxy, who had the same problem, but that one they succeeded at. This one, I think they did not take the lessons learned from Guardians of the Galaxy to do with this. Second, you have a very huge ensemble. I think there were like 10 different main characters. And you didn't spend enough time with any of them to really make an attachment, to really understand You see Thena, Angelina Jolie's character, who is just an amazing fighter, because half the crew are fighters and half the crew are thinkers. That's the way this is divided up intentionally. Uh, She was one of the fighters, and she was awesome. It was incredible watching the action scenes that she was in. But when you come back to her after some time has passed, now all of a sudden she's lost her mind, and you don't know why it's it's not explained very well and then it's not and then it's really unpredictable and not consistent when she's lucid and when she's not uh and so they just there were too many characters to deal with all at the same time and it was hard to keep everybody straight Um, i did love the diversity i loved uh that these were really kind of international uh people uh and you have a a deaf person uh, who I, I loved uh, that actress as well as the character that she mm-hmm. played. Um, and, and so really said, if we're going to go to something that's global across the earth, it's nice to have heroes that represent the population uh, of, of the earth, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was some good things there, but those two big things, um, I think, and, and then I'll add a third one there, the story was weak. But yeah. I think that that one might have been caused by the first two um, problems that movie had. From Eternals, let's go to Spider-Man No Way Home. All right. I just happened to watch this movie last night. Uh, first and... time or not first time? Oh, no, no. This is not the first okay. time. Okay, okay. Rewatch of I don't know how many times. Um, and uh, it 
it still holds up. I still liked it. This was one that had a really good story. It had uh, great acting, of course. Um, and then it had all these Easter eggs, had all these callbacks. And I don't want to call it fan service, but anybody who's a Spider-Man fan who's fancy. loved the uh, movies before felt like they got something. This was a love letter this to, to, to the fans, and it was great, uh, a good story, great cameos. Um, I just I just loved everything uh, about this movie. Krebs. I am with you on this. We actually did a review of this uh, before you joined the show. We did a review of this, and the truth is, like, it's – I think it is my favorite Spider-Man movie um, if we're uh, – and in many ways it ties with into the spider verse um, for me personally, but uh, it is one of the best Marvel films of all time. And I utterly adore it. It is absolutely fantastic. I have little, if any gripes with it, Daniel. No, it was a great film. Um, and I think Sony really knows what they're doing with Spider-Man. And I think, a lot of that has to do with Marvel's help. I think they've done, they did a good job previously. They did do some missteps, but I think with Marvel really stepping in to, to assist with them, they've been able to create a really great Spider-Man character. We have a Peter Parker we care about. He's goofy. He's zany. Um, and in this one, I like how they incorporated the, the previous two uh, movie runs and brought it together. Not only that, we got to see some redemption from for some of those characters. Mm -hmm. I mean, that scene when Andrew Garfield jumps off oh. and catches MJ. Oh my you know, gosh, yeah. And you see the tears in his eyes, and we all know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. They hit the right points. We got the right feel goods. And this is where I feel like phase four is not as solid because we get a stinker, we get a good one. We get a stinker. We get a good one. You know, uh, inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're not getting an, one movie after another. Yes. In the be beginning, you know, Thor Dark World was not that great. It was kind of the stinker, mm -hmm. but it kept building from there. And we got a, a great movie and a great movie and a great movie. And then we got this ultimate ending. I don't feel like we're, we're getting that momentum, that build. I do feel like we are in the TV stuff. We're kind of getting there. Yeah. But even if the TV stuff, it's still, I feel like phase four is just not there. And, and, and a lot of phase four deals with grief and PTSD and a lot of this, um, you know, how do we move on after this horrible thing that happened where half of the population disappeared and now they're back and well, while I was gone, people died or you know, all this weirdness um, that happened because of the blip. And, and I appreciate that they're bringing that in and it's causing this strife and calamity, but I feel like they're really digging into that. And it's just so overwhelming that we're not getting the quality out of the films we could. And maybe I'm wrong on that. You know, you but... know I, I have a slightly different take on the a different opinion about the Sony and Spider-Man. I yeah. thought they did a really good job with Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man one, uh, Spider-Man two wasn't received quite as well, but I still loved seeing Dr. Octopus. They did a great job there. Spider-Man three, the studio stepped in hardcore oh, yeah. and threw the entire kitchen sink at it. And they went off the rails. Even Sam Raimi said he wasn't really pleased with the way that turned out and refused to come back for more. So then they rebooted it just a few years later. 
Uh, and we got The Amazing Spider-Man, which, you know, <clears throat> not throwing stones at Andrew Garfield, people did not like Tasm. Oh, I, so I liked him the other better ones. than... I liked and, him better than um, Toby. And the, and the the villain development was was really bad at that. So then the they they wanted to reboot it again because because after two the Tasm franchise had really petered out. No pun intended. Uh, and <laughs> that was the point that Marvel approached them, and Sony was unwilling to give them back the Spider-Man property, but they were willing to partner with them. And then we got Spider-Man in the MCU. And from that point, those have been, in my opinion, while the other ones were good, these Spider-Man movies where it was the partnership was superior because Marvel kept Sony from throwing too much junk in there and keep it true to the beloved source material. Yeah. Now, here's my concern. With this spell of forgetfulness that Doctor Strange casts in No Way Home, he says it will be as if you never existed which to me says sony and marvel have been arguing about the spider-man license every time there's a spider-man movie that comes out what this means is if sony wants to take their football and go home they can and mcu does not lose any of its consistency marvel is free to let it go and i really think that that, that sony's going to try to make spider-man their own and I do not think they are going to do as well without Marvel Studios to temper some of the crazier ideas that Sony inevitably is going to throw in here. So there's actually already rumors of that going on and that Venom exists in the Andrew Garfield universe. Mm. And because things have gone really well with this, you know, this multiverse and him mm. them showing up, there's going to be some films coming out with Andrew Garfield coming back as Spider-Man and we're going to see some Spider-Man Venom films because sony they're probably going to throw morbius in there too yeah i mean (laughs) as as long as sony continues to create films in the spider-man universe because i mean they're doing craven they get to keep hold of those rights yeah and they would be stupid to let go of them i mean let's be honest right now they're riding the wave and whether they're stinkers or not it's still creating money for them but if they can get the formula right and kind of mimic what they've seen with this partnership and bring in Andrew Garfield and bring in the success they've had with, you know, uh, with Venom, I think we could see some pretty strong and some amazing Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films while Tom Holland still exists in the MCU. All right, Dungeon Crawlers, you heard it here first. Uh, Let's see how this (laughs) stuff turns out and see whose prediction uh, ends up being closer to the truth. Yeah. We'll All see. right. Uh, in the interest of time, I think I'm going to skip the TV stuff, and we will do that in another episode. Let's just finish out this episode on the Phase 4 movies. The last one that has been released as of this recording uh, is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Give me your 60-second quick take on that, Daniel. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I w- it was fun. It was a fun movie to watch, but Again, I had no investment. Um, we had this big buildup through the TV stuff with the what if, saw these great characters, and then they were gone. I mean, there it was kind of disappointing that how quickly those characters were gone. We had things that were shifting. We had so fast. I didn't feel like the writing was as superior as the last Doctor Strange film or even Spider-Man No Way Home. It just seemed like we were trying to go for over-the-top thrill factor sam raimi 
Army of Darkness meets uh, Doctor Strange, which was fun. But again, I, you know, I just kind of, I left the theater going, okay, that was, a, you know, kind of like Black Widow. That was okay. That was fun. Uh, all right. All right, Krebs. Um, I really enjoyed it. I hear definitely what Daniel is saying. I went in not knowing it was a Sam Raimi film, and there were there was a point in the film where I recognized immediately this is a Sam Raimi film, and I looked it up. I was oh, like, yeah. sure enough, he directed it. Um, it does feel like Evil Dead meets uh, Doctor Strange, and his car is even in it. His car is even <laughs> in the film. Uh, uh, his Bruce Campbell is in. His, I know in the movie. that car is in every film he does. Yes, it's great. And, the classic. But, but the truth is, like, like it. It was super enjoyable. I, I thought it was enjoyable. And the What If series added value to yes. this movie for me. So if you haven't seen the What If series, please watch that and then watch uh, into the, into the, the, In the Multiverse of Madness. Um, but uh, I also agree that, like, if I look back on it honestly and I ask, okay, how did this advance the story? And the honest truth is it changed Doctor Strange a little bit kind of resolved the Doctor Strange and uh, I forget her name at this moment, but like his nurse girlfriend that he loves. Christine. Uh, Christine. Christine. Um, it kind of resolves that part of his story arc and allows him to move forward. Uh, it expands his powers. Then he meets, he meets someone else that he needs. That's his wife. That's, that's his future wife. That's his future wife. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Um, but uh, it was Charlie Theron, right? Yes. Clea. Yeah. Yeah, Clea. So introduces her, but like, did it do anything else for the MCU universe? Wanda goes nuts and then kind of like self-destructs. But is she really dead? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but like we, we kind of had it's one of these story arcs that you could draw as a loop from where it started to where it ends. And because when the movie's over, it didn't really advance much of of the the um pantheon it didn't advance yeah. the universe well, but it, i did enjoy it it was a good movie but it didn't advance anything well, and that's the thing about the previous movies is even though we had our own individual movie story arc it still advanced the overall story yes. arc. these films i don't feel like are advancing anything uh, and that's where i kind of like just like Ugh. uh matthew what was your take on it i uh it's as far as Dr. Strange movies go, I really enjoyed it as well. I, I enjoyed the story. I, you know, love the actors that were in it. They introduced some new and interesting characters and spent some time on them so that we could, uh, you know, enjoy and understand them. Yeah. But I, I felt it was, I was not quite as wowed by it as I was with the first Dr. Strange movie, mm -hmm. uh, but I still enjoyed it very much. And I have a little different take on it than Krebs. I think this does advance the story. One of the things that I loved seeing in this was Wanda from this villainous waif orphan to redeeming herself and becoming a hero and then a falsely accused Avenger and then back to a hero again and then suffering this crushing defeat and now she is a reality warping major threat although not necessarily a villain the importance of Wanda Maximoff coming into her potential and and learning how to warp reality is the springboard for at least three major Marvel storylines that were all 
acclaimed by the fans because I don't care so much about critics, but are just fantastic stories, and I would love to see any or all of them uh, on the screen. So you have to get Wanda to this this point to make those happen. Um, and I I love the way they they did it because it didn't for me at least it did not seem contrived. There's a logical reason for her changes at each point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as everything coming kind of coming into this, America Chavez is going to play a bigger role. What if I love the tie-ins? The multiverse is definitely going to be playing a bigger role through this phase, and I suspect into the next. Um, and then you had that wonderful cameo uh, of all these other heroes, Black Bolt, Professor X, uh, Mordo with a little different take on it, um, Mr. Fantastic. I mean, I almost Dr. fanboy Reed. fainted right there. Uh, so, but we'll get to, we'll get to, we'll get to more Fantastic Four here in a minute. Uh, but anyway, I love that. That was my favorite part of, of the movie was seeing, seeing that part. All right. Uh, the, now we're getting into the upcoming movies. The next one that's coming out here, uh, in another <laughs> month is Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, Taika Waititi is both the director and the screenwriter for this one. Oh, so, you know, it's going to be good. I'm sorry. That guy can do no wrong. Right. Uh, and, and the soundtrack, you know, I love seeing what songs they're going to pull up, uh, for the trailers as well as what goes in the movie, because, you know, you got Led Zeppelin with, uh, the last Thor movie, which was just so perfect. And, and then with this one, one, you've got... You've yeah. got the who, and uh, oh, I just, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I am a little concerned about social agendas, because when you push a social agenda, the story often suffers. I want to go see a good story. I want to go see superhero stories, and I don't want to have, you know, stuff thrown down you know shoved down my my throat i want to just enjoy this so that's one concern i have but i'm looking forward to this movie i i don't think we're gonna see that now so again we kind of already said this you know we had thor he's a god the first film was we we enjoyed because it's putting him out there but thor is really serious and straight laced the second one didn't do well because that formula doesn't work and i think when Taika stepped in on three and, and Ragnarok took a little bit of what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, putting in the rock music, making Thor a little less serious and more funny and not as confident in himself is where we're, everyone started buying in on Thor and they started loving it. And I think we're going to see that. I mean, you know, just from the trailer where, you know, the Korg is like, you know, Thor's gone from dad bod to god bod, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, and you see uh, Star-Lord talking about his family and stuff like that. And he's like, you just have to look at them. And then you see Thor leaning over and he's like, keep trying to stay in his line of vision. Like, no, not you. You know, <laughs> I think that humor's in there. And the reason for that is they realize that's the only way to make this character work is by he's not perfect. Yes, he's a god per se, but he still makes mistakes. He's he's still going to have these weird quirks. Um, you know, introducing Jane, you know, the love of his life, but now she has his hammer and she's beefed up. And you know, none of that. We see her with Valkyrie, and they're kind of like joking together. I think I think we're going to have some fun with this film. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this one. On the scale of like not interested to super excited, I am pretty close to super excited. I think 
I think Taika Waititi knows exactly how to tell these kinds of stories and he does such a phenomenal job. So very much looking forward to this. And again, we're, we're on that wave. So the last one is kind of a dud. This has got to be the good one. Well, and that brings us to the next one in the list. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now, mm. this one is going to face some challenges because everybody loved Black Panther when he showed up in uh, it was the was Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier or Civil War when he first showed up. Uh, it was no, it was Civil War. It was Civil War. You're right. Civil yeah, it was Civil War. Uh, and everybody loved uh, Chad Bozeman's take on it, and he did Chadwick. nail it. Ch- Chadwick Bozeman, excuse me. Um, and uh, and then when he got his own Black Panther movie, it felt natural. We want to see this. We want to see Wakanda, and everybody fell in love with. It. We love the culture of Wakanda. We love all that they can do, the vibranium technology and everything. You know, hated seeing Wakanda being attacked by uh, Thanos's army. Um, and so this was great, but then we lose the guy who made this character iconic. Like you were saying with, with Wolverine and Iron Man, you, you lose the actor behind the mask and it, the story is going to suffer. So I, and I am interested to see, I definitely want to see this movie. I am interested to see how they recover. I give them full props don't recast the role because you yes. can't do that. That's he right. was too perfect. You're going to have to take another character to don the costume and be the next Black Panther. You know, this movie is going to be hard. Um, because Chadwick did a fantastic job playing the King of Wakanda and becoming the Black Panther. Um you know, even though that's not a, a series that I was highly invested in, nor did I enjoy, I still think he did an amazing job as that character and really brought it to life. Um, a lot like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris oh, yeah. Hemsworth did. Um, now, I will admit, I kind of felt like the Black Panther movie was trying to push some social agendas, but not as heavy as some other movies I've seen. Yeah. Um, so here we are. We lose him um, to cancer. Fantastic actor. I've seen several other movies. Exceptional actor. Yeah, he's really good. And it, it is hard to move forward, but Marvel has replaced characters before. We saw it with Rhodey. Yes, it wasn't a main character, but we did see it in Iron Man when they went from Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle. Cheadle. It it is possible, especially now that we have the multiverse. It's really easy to explain a difference. Um, But how how do you recover from a loss of someone like that? It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. But I do worry. I do worry that it's just not going to have the same power. Well, they've got Ryan Coogler behind the helm, and he did such a good job on the last one. I'm willing to extend him a great deal of trust yeah. and confidence on this. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic on this one. I, you know, We've already heard some leaks about how they're going to handle the story. I think the real value for the audience in this film is how they pay homage and honor to Chadwick Boseman. Um, and I bet you they will find some clever, deep fake ways to inject him a little bit into the story, much like they, you know, inevitably will with Stanley and such. Um, I want this movie to be good. I want it to succeed. I also think it's the likely outcome is that it's not going to be 
the same powerhouse as the first Black Panther film, but I also don't think it's going to fall on its face. The only thing that would really bring this thing down is what you guys said before, and I absolutely agree with you. If they focus more on social agenda than they do on telling a good Marvel story, yeah. if that if social agenda becomes the priority, this movie will fail. Yeah, and and I don't want to I don't want to give the impression that social agendas are necessarily wrong. Star Trek made quite a career out of injecting social morality lessons into pretty much every episode so it is possible to do this well yes but when it's overkill when it overtakes the story yeah you know and you could even say that a lot of stan lee's stuff i mean he always said he always opened up the issues or the episodes with you know hello true believers you know it, it's there is there's nothing wrong with putting morals and virtues no, of uh, course in not. the stories no. that you want to promote. But the story has to come first. That's and the it. moral has to be natural, organic. Because when it's yes. not organic, the audience immediately picks up on that. And they know that you're preaching at them and your story is no longer entertaining. Yeah. Well, it, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's where I, it, it's, there was some struggle with the, the first Black Panther movie. It felt like sometimes that social agenda out balance the story but you know they kind of teeter-tottered back and forth which is why it was okay um and we've seen some tv shows and stuff like that in recent events where that social agenda has overwhelmed mm -hmm. you know the story all right uh moving quickly ant-man and the wasp quantum mania let's do this lightning round style let's make Quick it super take. fast okay ant-man and the wasp quantum mania 100 percent believe this is going to be great the, it's got Paul Rudd. You can't go wrong. I mean, the, the chemistry between Paul Rudd and um, Evangeline Lilly, Evangeline Lilly, and Michael Douglas, uh, just fantastic. I'm super excited to see where this goes. I mean, especially after everything that happened after the blip, uh, yeah. you know, because they've got to talk about that. Because the end of Ant Man and Wasp is when the blip happened. So yep, yep. I would really like to see how Michael Douglas's character handles that you know because you know also thank you for bringing back michelle pfeiffer yeah, yeah. because <laughs> at, at this point if it wasn't for ant-man coming back then he'd still be ashes with uh, i'm with you daniel paul rudd is in this everybody loves paul rudd uh i i think he just is going to make any any movie great what's interesting about this one is that this is going to have a tie-in to loki and the introduction of kang because oh. Kang the Conqueror is going to is going to be part of this story. I am so excited to see how this ties in. All right, next one coming out. This one, uh, okay. Uh, Black Panther is November. It'll be at the end of this year, 2022. Ant Man is supposed to be currently scheduled February of 2023. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is May of 2023 right now. Uh, I tell you honestly, my take on this one is I'm beginning to worry about two things: that this franchise is starting to run out of gas. And yeah. two, there's been so much studio interference in this and uh, concern over continuing to use James Gunn, even though James Gunn does does his job. He does a yeah. good job. And you can't, I don't think you can do Guardians of the Galaxy without him. No. And the actors agreed. And they weren't the reason he came back is primarily because they wouldn't work with anyone else. Um, so I, I am this is the one that I'm cautiously optimistic about, but I am beginning to worry that they're running out of gas in this one. Okay, next movie is uh, The Marvels, scheduled for the end of July 2023. And this is 
if we're going to have another stinker on this list, I'm afraid it's going to be the Marvels. Well, I now love, <laughs> hold your prediction. <laughs> I love uh, Captain Marvel is coming back. Uh, there is some cool stuff to do there, but we're also going to have Ms. Marvel. And uh, I'm not sure what Monica Rambeau's character is. I'm assuming Photon. And I think there's also going to be some cosmic threats. This could tie into multiverse stuff, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Um, and but, but the fact that they are getting so much social pressure and so much hate in the media on Brie Larson, I think is having a negative impact on the movie and the story. And it's a really a shame because we're going to the movies to see a story. I don't care about the what's happening on social media right now. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to see the story and I think it's, it's getting in there and kind of tainting this. So I'm, I'm studio interference is, is rarely a good thing. And I, I think this movie is going to. Well, I, and honestly, I think a lot of this also has to do with Brie Larson herself. You know, she kind of created this kind of negativity towards this character with her own social media stuff and, interview stuff uh honestly my personal opinion is i'll probably skip it you know I'll probably wait till it hits red blocks uh i'm just not interested in it and, and again that's the sad thing about uh, phase four is there's just not a lot that's like exciting me that's saying hey i want to get in i want to get in and see this you know when it, it when it came down to seeing uh batman or dr strange i went to see batman uh yeah well actually no let me rewind that uh dr <laughs> yeah there's some other film but i went and saw the other film uh you know uh a couple weeks ago i was going to the movies with my daughter and i'm like hey the the choices for the movie is dr stranger top gun and she's like let's go see top gun that was the right choice and and, and the, the and this is from my daughter that loves horror movies and i told her it was kind of a horror movie she's like yeah i just don't want to see it you know, I've seen wow. the trailer. It, it's not exciting. And I think we're, we're petering out of gas because it's $7 a gallon and Marvel is just not delivering um, like they did. And I think it's, it has a lot to do with the fact that we've lost our main characters. You know, and I get yeah. it. These guys have been in there for 10 years. They want to move on to other things. The, the Marvels, the Marvels, I am also... Um... I am cautiously, I'm hopefully pessimistic. I don't know if that can say that, but <laughs> um, uh, based solely on the title and the characters that they're putting in there, uh, I've already said how Captain Marvel, the way that they've portrayed her in the film, kind of, she, for me, she invalidates the value of all other characters because the moment she shows up, everybody else is unnecessary. Um, and I'm concerned about what story they will tell with her as a central character. This is also being directed by Nia DaCosta and looking at her repertoire of films. This is a film that could either be um, beautifully poetic and be an excellent, gorgeous piece, or this film could easily suffer from what we were talking about earlier, where it's going to be virtue signaling and stamp collecting and social agenda will take favor over story and substance. Well, and I'm just reading an article here. Um, so Samuel L. Jackson was on Jimmy Kimmel Live recently, um, and this article just posted today. Uh, he said that they're going back to reshoot some stuff. Which means the original plan didn't work. You know, we're going to have four super-powered heroes now, you know, that are almost godlike, probably. And what are we going to do with four people? I mean, we did a film with ten, and we didn't do that very well. I don't know. Right. But there's one more on this list, and we got to hit it, and we're like so this over time. This is the one I've been waiting for the <laughs> entire time. 
Fantastic Four. Okay. All right. I'm going to save my opinion for last. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Correct. Okay. This is this is the cursed IP for Marvel, right? This is the IP that they have. <laughs> they have. There, there have been. Uh, what is it now? Four attempts. Three attempts. There was one that never made it to see the light of day. There was the well, two films with Yoan Griffith yeah. and and Jessica Alba and Chris Evans before Chris Evans was Captain America. Um, the and and Michael Chiklis. Let's not forget him. Uh, and then there was the reboot a handful of years ago with uh, that we mentioned earlier with uh, Michael B. Jordan and and uh, Miles Teller. Which, by the way, I still have never seen that, and I I want to see it just for my own edification. But I understand uh, it's bad. Only on crappy movie night, and if you can get the riff oh, tracks for it, it's preferable. That makes me sad because I do love Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan. But and I'm just gonna say right now because I can't let that comment stand. The first one that didn't see the light of day was a Roger Corman film. We Ooh, do not include Roger Corman. We don't films. count Roger Corman. No, no. Um, but but we will always celebrate Doug Jones as the Silver Surfer who deserved his own film. Anyway, Amen. Um, uh, but Fantastic Four with John Krasinski as Reed as our seed for what the film could be, I am, again, cautiously optimistic this one might break the curse. Well, so here's the problem. We don't know who the cat, who's in the cast. Not yet. Um, other than him. And there is no release date announced for There's this no one release as of date. yet. There's tons of rumors. And I'll be honest, it's just not that great of a series. These are characters that I've never enjoyed because like Reed Richards just like really your superpowers is you can stretch like I mean that's still more of a superpower than being rich. You can turn into a spring (laughs) and bounce around. I don't know being rich and creating becoming Batman is awesome. I mean look all I'm saying is like one of the first characters I beat Street Fighter 2 with was Dalsim. Okay so I'm just saying it's possible. All right. Well, to paraphrase Adam Savage, I reject your opinion and substitute my own. That was not his quote. I mean, he (laughs) he says it, but it's from a film. Fantastic Four sucks. Okay. (laughs) Um, I am so looking forward to this movie because the 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 third Fantastic Four movie, uh, Fan Four Stick, that sucked. It was such a disappointment. I have nothing good to say about that movie. Why is it called Fan Four Stick? Yeah, because of the movie poster. Look it up. You'll you'll see. Oh, why. okay. Um, the first the the first two that had some continuity between them was actually a modest pre MCU attempt at a good superhero movie. They screwed yes. up Doctor Doom. They really did. But everything else they did pretty well. Yeah, Not to Doctor Studios. Their Doctor Doom was a lot better than that last one, though. Yeah, not not to the Marvel Studios standard, but they did a pretty decent job, and um, I I you know I, I give them some props for that. Um, but now that it's back home with Marvel Studios, and they're gonna make this movie, I am I would put my money down. Uh, I would bet on them. Uh, they're going to break the curse, and we're going to see what a Fantastic Mo- Four movie <laughs> should have looked like uh, this whole time. Now, I do like the Fantastic Four as a as a comic book series, the first family of Marvel, the different things that they can do. It is I've always really kind of enjoyed them and, and how uh, that dynamic works. Um, and I'm excited to see where, where this is going to go. Now, John Krasinski, his take on it from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I, I loved the special effects they used to show his powers. I thought those were effective. And his beard and the gray reflects Reed Richards' 
in the more recent family uh, Fantastic Four storylines, not the original ones. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I am so excited about this because he has a key role in the latest Secret Wars which I would love to see on the screen. There is so much good stuff there, but the key to a good Secret Wars story is nailing Doctor Doom. If you yep. can't do Doctor Doom right, Secret Wars Battle World is not going to work. Yeah, and that's really where this all hinges on, is Doctor Doom. Without Fantastic Four, we can't get that villain. And he right. is a fantastic yeah. villain but only if he's done right. My The worry I have is up till now, we've had the man, Stan Lee, that's kind of helped direct where these films should go a little bit besides having these fantastic directors. Now we don't have that. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see where it goes, but hopefully, hopefully, like you said, they will deliver because they've been able to. But my, my fear is so far, phase four hasn't been that great. So my fear is it's not going to do as well as what we saw originally. I think that they need to cast Emily Blunt as uh, Sue Storm. Um, with A Quiet Place, they've shown that the two of them have fantastic chemistry together. Uh, you know, having a real-life husband and wife, I thought would be really would be a good, I don't want to say gimmick, but it's a good feature uh, of, of the film. So I think they would do great there. Um, but yeah, I think that there's some good potential here. Krebs. I nominate Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some callback into that someplace in there. Uh... All right. So that's so that is the wrap up for Phase uh, Four. You know, uh, Daniel, you, you say that, that that Phase Four is just full of crappy movies, but there's been a number of them in here that even you said that you really liked. I, I I completely agree that there's been some inconsistencies. There's been some highs. There's been some lows. Uh, but we love Shang Chi, Spider Man. We're looking forward to Love and Thunder, uh, even Ant Man. So there's a few on this list that I think that even you are going to really be happy that you saw. Well, I, I hope so. I, I do hope so. The, the, the biggest issue really is the fact that so far I haven't continued to be wowed. Every film going in, right. oh man, I want, I can't wait till the next one. I can't wait till the next one. Right now it's just like, okay, that was okay. Or wow, that was really good. All right. What's the next one? Oh, well, that was kind of okay. I, I just, I want to get into that, that 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 magic uh, moment or that flow that's what I'm, I'm looking for that flow where it just seems like man they're just they're just ticking one movie off to the next and we're building up to that that we're building that crescendo up to that magic moment where we have you know the secret war the big escalating moment um but so far we're just not getting that and it's kind of disappointing so that's what we've got with Phase 4 of the movies. In a future episode, we'll tackle the Phase 4 TV series. Which is where I really feel like they are succeeding. But anyways. <laughs> so we'll so have good. a different Daniel character at our next episode. Yes, we will have <laughs> Daniel 3.0.785219. Yeah, the part of Daniel will be played by a happy human. Yes, we've, had, we've got grumpy Daniel today. We'll have happy Daniel next time. And when uh, flu season hits, we'll have sneezy Daniel. No, 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 no. But just wait till we get to the episode with dopey Daniel. Now no, that'll we, be oh. fun. You just have Daniel from, uh, you know, uh, Universe 817 this week. And, you know, it'll be you know, <laughs> 712 next week. And, you know, maybe it'll be 128 the week after that. 619. Um, yes, the joys of multiverse. 
wonder if I have blue hair in one of those. Because apparently in one one universe, we're all paint. So with that <laughs> said, folks, uh, give us your thoughts and opinion on the movies. You probably, you know, if you disagree with me, that is totally fine. That is what we're about. We're not all about agreeing. Um, some people love these films. Some people don't. Uh, go out, check out these films. Enjoy them as you will. And with that said, we'll catch you next time. And always choose the high ground. Hey, Daniel. What? Did you hear that my brother got his toe amputated? Really? Yeah, but they were able to fashion a prosthetic and they use sustainable materials. This time they used a breath mint. So now Krebs has a tic-tac-toe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say this, but you lost me like halfway through that. It was so boring. Oh. <laughs> And whether you tell hilarious dad jokes or it lands like a phase four flop, always remember to be epic and don't suck. Remember, the force will be with you always.